You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hey everybody, it is Wednesday evening. Time for some American Winer on podcastdetroit.com. How's everybody doing? My name is Alex. Joining me tonight in studio, so nice to be staring somebody face-to-face <laughs> for the first time in a while, uh, Stephanie Ferguson, English teacher at Centennial Middle School in South Lyon, yes. and uh, you've been there long enough that uh, I was going to cent- – not Centennial, it was mo- you were at the only middle school in we South Lyon. The only, yeah. Uh, at the time, it's Millennium now, but uh, back in 1999, uh-huh. I was going there, and uh, and, and uh, you were the one of the English teachers there. So Not then. Not then. But, um, yeah, no, then I had – they used to have perf- a performing arts class, a drama class. Oh, that's what you – so you were in English then. No. Oh. Uh, no, I had the performing arts class and the c- public speaking. They called it communications. Mm. Well, I, all I knew is that you had the classroom that was like right down the hall door. from yeah. – you? <laughs> right yeah, right door. next door yeah. to the, my English class. Yep. So um, anyway, I usually start off the show by asking uh, biographical questions, but I'm on – this time I'm going to start with one that's uh, – uh, not that. Uh, I'm gonna. Uh, <laughs> All right. School just started uh, yes. last week. How are you? <laughs> Tired. Tired. Um. Uh, yeah. This. It was weird. Um. This is the first time in twenty. Well, this is year twenty one. So the first time in twenty one years that I didn't go to the first day of school because my son started kindergarten this year. Mm-hmm. So I took him to school instead. And then Friday, uh, I'm the staff liaison for the PTO. And so I didn't go to class on Friday. So this was really only like the fourth day uh, that I've had kids. And I have seventh graders for the first time in. So the last time I had seventh grade, I think, was when Jim Kroll did his student teaching in my room. Oh, wow. So, so that was a while that ago. That was a while ago. He's been a teacher for 10 years. Yeah. So. so that, yeah, it was a while ago that I had had seventh grade. So trying to adjust to like school and home and all that stuff. For the audience, Jim Kroll was on last November with Donna Cupper, my uh, high school drama teacher. <laughs> uh, they did a show and then his wife was on like three weeks ago. Yeah. She's the dentist that I talked to. So that's who Jim is um, for those of you who remember him. But uh, so what was it like dropping your kid off then and, and having him start the journey? Uh, so f- the first day was a little weird. Uh, we had to sign up for a 45-minute shift mm-hmm. to take him in and just kind of tour the building. You had to sign up for a 45-minute shift? What yes. does that mean? So we were on vacation for Labor Day, and we were sent an email with uh, Sign Up Genius for what time <laughs> we were going to come to the first day of school. Okay. I've never heard of that before, but I also don't have a five-year-old. I had neither, and I work in the district. Uh So I just didn't know that that was how kindergarten kind of went. Uh, So, yeah, we took him to school. Uh, It was okay. Uh, He's gone to a pretty structured daycare for this entire time, so dropping him off for the day and knowing – Wasn't much different. Yeah, it wasn't much different. Did he take to it, or was he kind of like new place and a little nervous? uh, His music teacher was the – highlight of the dinner table oh, really? on monday night yes i had music today can you guess my teacher's name no honey i don't know your teacher <laughs> i think you can guess but and he's gonna get to play music and we got to run and we got to play and mom when she looks at me i smile <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of funny like to hear like him talk about the people that he meets and he was yeah. nervous today because he has to meet a new gym teacher today. oh and those guys can be hard ass right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm, that's what you think at five yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> But so he he actually enjoys it then. So he that's does. Good. Yeah, he likes school. I don't remember. I don't have much conscious memory of of those years. <laughs> I do remember seeing a video of myself one once where I was about four, and my parents were asking me about school, and and I was like, 
and I just even then I didn't have an answer. I was like, I remember the 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 thing that made everybody laugh <clears throat> as we're watching this video is uh, I said I was like, we sang a song today, and uh, the song went, "It's fun to go to school. It's fun to go to school." And I and then I cut off, and I was like, only the teachers sing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This four year old kid, but um, but yeah, so um. So your your kid took to it well, yeah. And um, so that's so that's far. a that's a load off, then, <laughs> yeah. Huh? And uh, he's a week in now, right? So. And it, it's hard. So like, I went to wake him up Friday to go to school, and I said, "All right, come on, buddy, you have to get up to go to school." And he opened one eye and he looked at me. He goes, "No, thank you, Mama. <laughs> I'm very tired." And he rolled back over. So what do you mean? I got to keep doing this, <laughs> right? No, I went for three days. I'm yeah. fine. I've done kindergarten. Um, so, but, but what about you though? How, cause you, I mean, you said like today is technically the fourth day, but like yeah. how, how, how is it? How's it going? Uh, well, we've spent the last two days taking, um, online testing. Mm. Uh, there is, it's weird to try to explain to parents the amount of testing that the kids actually have to do. So they'll take this test. I think they take it three times throughout the year just to kind of see how they, they're growing throughout the year. But it's the second, well, it's the first full week of school. In three days is sitting on the computer going through this testing. So. What is the testing? What are they testing them on? Well, they're taking the reading test right now. Mm. So just kind of like a reading skills strategy. Seeing where they're at. Seeing where they're at, yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. That's so much has changed. Now, you forget, yeah. like, it's been, I graduated high school in 2004, and that's in kid years, that's a li- that's literally a lifetime. Yeah. You know, freshmen nowadays, uh, they're sophomores, kids that were born that year. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, these eight. kids were all born after I was working in South Lyon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That must. What's that like? What What are they into nowadays? Like, what are the things? Do you have to keep them off of their phones? Like, how does yes. that work? Yeah, um, that's a big thing. But I don't allow phones in my room uh. just because they do so much of their assessment comes out of my classroom, and so you took when you took the PSAT, you were probably junior, sophomore, junior. Yeah, somewhere in there. You take it in eighth grade now. Oh my God. When did they change that? <laughs> Last year. Oh my God. And so I, I have to say, like, if you bring your phone in here on that day, mm-hmm. you could disqualify the test results for South Lion mm-hmm. just because your phone was in your pocket. Yeah. Like, I don't even want you to think of it, of bringing it here. Like, not off, not in your pocket, not in your lunch bag. Like, I don't, just don't bring it in here. Mm-hmm. So that helps a little bit, but yeah, they're, do we and reading, getting him try to kid to try to read a book like that's like pulling teeth. To yeah, like an old lady for it. <laughs> well, especially if it's something. I mean, I'm sure some of them ha- have to like to read something, right? But just Anything. probably not yeah. something that they're given. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. We'll 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 get into all this. Okay. I really want to ask you about like Gen Z and and you know what kids are into nowadays and you know and the whole future of teaching and how the phone is because that we really haven't adapted to Mm-mm. the phone. The 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 school system hasn't. No. Um, and it's been out for 12 years now. Yeah. So, uh, but we'll get into all that. But at first, I want to find out more about you. So, okay. I, this is the question I usually start the show off with. But where were you born? Uh, well, I was born in Elma, Michigan. Oh, okay. uh, but I grew up in Carson City, Michigan. Mm. There's a Carson City, Michigan. There is a Carson City, Michigan. It is about an hour north of Lansing. Uh, I tell the kids on the first couple of days of school. Uh, so, it was. It was three ele- – the district, when I was there, was three elementary schools. Mm-hmm. 
And then my diploma actually says Carson City Crystal Middle Hyphen High School. Really? It was one building. How many people in your class? 94. Ah. Class of 94 had 94 people in it. That ah. makes for a t-shirt. Was that on purpose? No. Just how it worked out. Oh, <laughs> ah, Just a little nice golden ratio yep. there. Uh, so now, currently, it is a one elementary school. And then you're, when you're done at the lower L, which is K3 – you go to the main building, which is 412. Oh, okay. Um, so it, um, in my perception, and it could be very different, there aren't a lot of people my age that stayed in town. Mm-hmm. But my brother's only four years younger than I am, and a lot of people his age did. That's Yeah, that's quite a – you're right so, at the cutoff. Yeah, I think there's just – it must go in shifts. Um, the last couple of years, I think the graduating classes have been right around like between 50 to 75 – Kids. So even less. Than, even fewer kids. Yeah. yeah. And um, my niece and nephew go to the same district. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went to a meeting for my nephew a couple years ago. And the lady running the meeting said, if we could just very quickly go around the table and if everyone could introduce themselves to Stephanie. And I said, I'm going to save you a lot of time. Mm-hmm. I went to school with or for everyone at this table. <laughs> like we can just go ahead and, <laughs> and get into the meeting. Yeah. That's all we need to say. Yeah. Um, so I was trying to explain it. I have seven, like I said, I have seventh graders this year and I was trying to explain the size of the town to them. And so I was like, more people go in and out of this building every day than live in the town I grew up in. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and they're probably like, they still have towns like that. I, right. Yeah. The McDonald's, I think opened when I was in college. Oh, and wow. It was a big deal to get a McDonald's. Everybody loves McDonald's. Right. Well, the mayor at the time owned the local like ice cream place, and mm-hmm. I think he fought it for a long time. Oh, well, uh, McDonald's ice ice cream machines are always broken, right. though. So I don't matter, know what he was right. worried yeah, about. I don't know either. Um, but uh, so you grew up in Carson City, I did, then you yeah. spent and you were there. You were there until college, and then yep. pretty much. Yeah. So I mean, tell me about your childhood. What did you do? Like, what were you into? <laughs> um. I was the oldest fourth or the oldest. I was the tallest fourth grader in my class. So I got to be the Statue of Liberty in the school play. <laughs> oh, very nice. Did they have actual fire in the torch? Or? So, no, my dad made my torch uh. um, out of a paint roller and a Christmas light. Oh, really? Yeah. He uh, could have made it out of a paint roller and some turpentine and a lighter. That yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, we didn't go to school in Carson City in elementary school. I didn't go to school in Carson City. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom worked for the hospital system in Alma. So we went. With her mm-hmm. to go to school. So we went to the, the Catholic school in Alma. So I was there first grade to sixth grade. I came back to Carson City because oh, my okay. mom had a different job. So it was middle school when I hit Carson City. Was that – did you miss going to school in Alma when you moved back? I didn't want to switch schools, but I was a 12-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know that I would have you know wanted to do anything differently. I mean, it was – I was a 12-year-old girl. Um, but it was weird because I had combined classes in Alma. So like first and second were in – well, when I started was the year the school opened for the first time. So first, second, and third grade were in one room, one teacher. Oh, my God. That's like – that's colonial <laughs> there. Uh, and then we added a grade every year that they were open. So it was – I was ahead a couple of books when I went to Carson City. Like I had already had their – Sixth grade science book, but I had skipped the fifth grade science book. So I would go have science with the fifth graders. Like it was just weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know that if I hadn't gone to school at St. Mary's, I would value education like I do either. Mm-hmm. I think I've, it would have gotten 
bored. Yeah, like how did that form your? I mean, well, I'll save that for later because okay. <laughs> because that is one of my questions. All but right. uh, so you kind of already answered this, but uh, your your mom was a nurse. Yep. What does your dad do? My dad was a sergeant for the corrections department. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Does that mean he was a cop then? Uh, well, he. So my understanding is that he was a Virginia State Trooper. Uh-huh. Uh, that's where he met my mom. My dad was from Richmond. Oh, okay. Uh, my mom went to Richmond for nursing school. So that's where they met. Mm-hmm. And so my mom missed her family. My mom's the oldest of eight. So she missed her family. They moved back to Michigan about the time they got married. My dad was too short to be a state trooper in Michigan. Oh, that's a was thing. Huh? What I was told, well, it would have been 72, three-ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he worked a couple different jobs for a while and then started working for the corrections department. So he was a, a corrections officer, a prison guard, oh, okay. um, yeah. that kind of thing. All right. Yeah. Um, and uh, you also kind of answered this already, but what kind of a student were you? You were the type of student who skips the, the textbooks, basically. Right, yeah. yeah. I, um, I did end up having to go to science with the fifth graders while the sixth graders went to gym, and that didn't upset me because mm-hmm. gym was not my thing. <laughs> did you always have like a sort of an affinity for all the subjects? or did... uh, When I got older, math and science, not so much. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's the – I think it's the very black and white, the right or wrong answer, having to follow a very particular formula. Mm-hmm. And I remember you had to take, you know, the time to multiplication tests. And I remember my teacher saying to my parents that she was pretty sure I had memorized the answers based on the color of the test <laughs> and not my multiplication tables. And was that true? I Pretty much. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, because I knew I could get done faster if I just knew what the answers were. Yeah. And they were only like six different colors. And so they're like, I mean, that's so funny, though, because it's like what they're teaching you is pattern recognition anyway. <laughs> right, right. You're like, I, this is pattern recognition. Yeah, I got I'm, the core concept. Let's move on. Yeah, exactly. Um, why do you think you were – you just – first of all, was that – did that was that always like that for you? You just were able to sort of take to things? And if so, like, like why do you think that was? Uh, I don't – I don't know really. Um, my dad would talk about – like reading all the time when I was younger and he'd be like, no, you remember you'd be sitting on my lap and I'd be reading such and such. I'd be like, no, I don't remember it. But like you said, I don't really have a lot of like big memories from when I was a kid mm-hmm. and, you know, the day to day kind of stuff. Uh, my mom went back to school and got her bachelor's and then her master's degree while we were in school. At uh, Alma? Uh, no, she went to CMU for her oh, okay. bachelor's and she got her master's from Michigan State. Oh, okay. Yeah. We spend a lot of time on the road. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> all over the middle of the middle of the palms. Yeah, so to well, speak. I so we used to have to do twenty minutes of reading every night for one of our teachers. We didn't always get it in at night. By the time you know, mom got out of work and picked us up, and we got home, and dad had dinner ready when we got home, and all that kind of stuff. So I spent a lot of time. Uh, I would shove my book in the glove compartment mm-hmm. and read by that little light on the way to school. Out of the glove compartment. Yeah. Light. So wow. my mom would sign my form as I was walking in to school or the babysitter or whatever it was. Yeah, that is dedication. Yeah. <laughs> I would have been like, "There's no way for me to read this book. Right. I can't do I it. Just Sorry, can't do it. Yeah. So I, yeah. Um. So when did you first dis- like? When was the first um? Sort of uh, idea that you had where you were like, I think I might want to teach some something. So my mom's the oldest of eight. Mm-hmm. So um, my youngest aunts were in high school when I was a little kid, and I idolized my aunt Becky, and she was going to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to be a teacher like my aunt Becky. And then the teacher that I had for first, second, I think I had her for third grade too, but maybe I didn't. But she was still in the building. 
uh, was Sister Eileen Dodlin. Mm-hmm. And I, to this day, Alex, love that woman. Um, I mean, it, it was, you know, I think the last time I saw her, I was in high school, maybe like my senior year of high school. Uh, but she used to like come over for dinner and it, there was just something about being at school and being at that kind of place. Mm-hmm. And then my, ironically enough, my chemistry and physics teacher in high school and my English teacher in high school, there was just something about being in those rooms where I knew that was where I wanted to be and what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. It just clicked with yeah. you. So you didn't really – there was no particular moment for you then. It just kind of was this gradual realization. No, I, I remember saying for a while I thought I was going to be a lawyer, but I didn't really – Yeah, I think it was just something – It didn't follow it, through. It didn't follow through. Like yeah. I must, Maybe it's something I saw on TV. LA Law was big. I, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe something I saw on TV. Um, I, I really liked to read and think about what I was reading and it, part of it I think it, – I, I think when I tried to count last time – there are 40 grandkids in my family and I'm the fourth oldest. Wow. So being around like other kids. It's and, practically a generation. Yeah. I mean, literally, yeah. that is a, a generation of kids, but yeah. like it's also a you know societal generation. Yeah. I have a cousin who's a grandmother mm-hmm. and a cousin who's in seventh grade. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, well, uh, did Aunt Becky end up becoming a teacher she, then? She, she is. She yeah, is? She just retired. Actually, a couple years ago. What did she teach? English um, ah. and special ed. She was a special ed teacher. And uh, did she teach? Did she stay up in Carson City or no? Um, up north, uh, they moved to Texas for a while, but um, like Beaverton, Gladwin, Midland, like oh, okay. that area of the state. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so it was it was a person then. It was there yeah. was a couple people. Yeah, it was a couple uh, that, different people. I so think it but... wasn't so much like just that you were like, hey, this stuff is, you know, I feel comfortable in this particular setting. Um, but uh, why English then? Why did you end up gravitating towards English? I like my books. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, that makes sense. I figured. And they actually, um, well, you were this, writing or reading by a dashboard, or, right? Yeah. Well, this <laughs> summer too was the first time since Henry was born that I read two whole books written for grownups. Oh <laughs> yeah, I remember you, you were reading. You were up north when I sunburned myself. Yes. That was that was with uh, that was with you guys, yes. and uh, and you were reading American Gods yes. when I was up there by Neil Gaiman. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so that um, I read this summer and – well, shoot. Now I don't even remember what the other one was. I do. It was Hagseed by Margaret Atwood. Uh, oh, Margaret Atwood. Yes. Absolutely, yeah. She's my favorite. Do you want to hear something really funny? I, you know those master classes that you see the advertising? Yeah. I bought uh, a membership to the – you know what the first two classes were taught? Who, the, who taught the first two classes no they way. took? Margaret Atwood and Neil Gaiman. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that weird? That's yeah. a weird little coincidence. It means absolutely nothing, but just no, again, I, pattern recognition. There we my, go. My um, for my freshman year of college, the English class, everybody had to take a like some specialized literature class, mm-hmm. and so you know, I'm from small town Michigan, so I'm really going to take the world by storm and take this radical images of women in literature. I think was the name of the class, and I, The Handmaid's Tale might have been the first book we read, but mm-hmm. there was something. Uh, there's something about the way she writes. Even her, well, The Handmaid's Tale, I guess people would tell you now is her, is science fiction, but her, her fiction or nonfiction, her poetry, there's, there's something about it. My dad and I saw her at MSU. Oh, like live? Yeah. Speaking? Maybe like 11 or 12, 10 years. I wasn't married yet. So maybe like 11 years ago. Yeah. Wow. She, she was a really, she was my favorite class that I've, that I've watched She's on there so far. hysterical yeah. and you wouldn't think about it. She has such an interesting way of speaking. Very hypnotic. Uh-huh. And then she okay. smiles. 
like that. <laughs> yeah. she, somebody stood up and asked her a question. She goes, oh, a second question from you. So you're a grad student. Can I save everyone some time and just tell your professor you asked a question? <laughs> like I was just like, oh, like damn. I, like if I could do that in class. <laughs> I, uh, after that class, I had never read anything by her. I knew who she was. I just, I just hadn't gotten around to it. And I watched it and I was like, wow, I need to – I mean this is probably partially why she did it. But I went out and I got three or three or four of her books. So the, she's on my list now and yeah. I, will, I will devour those. Um, and it was funny because that towards the end of the class, and then we'll go back to the interview, uh, <laughs> but uh, she was saying the people that teach kind of like give their reason for why they're doing it. And she's she kind of smiles and she's like, I'm nearing the end of my trajectory because <laughs> <Yes. laughs> she's almost 90. So. Well, and every once in a while – so I have a group of girlfriends that we go to we go to Canada every year mm-hmm. and hit the wineries around Niagara. And then every, – so I do when I'm up there have to leaf through a Playboy because she contributes. Oh, does she? Yeah. <laughs> That's great. She's – I was – you know, I didn't really know what to expect from her, but I I, I – I just thought, you know, she's an author. Um, she's a respected author. She's uh, an octogenarian, yeah. so she's going to have a lot of wisdom to impart. And so I didn't really and, know what to expect, but I freaking loved her class. Loved and just it. within the last five years or so, put out a comic book. That's right. Yeah. Wasn't it a, a Handmaid's Tale or something like well, that? It was no, an adaptation there's, there's of something. There's an illustrated version of the Handmaid's Tale, but mm-hmm. she authored a, a comic book series. Um, she's big into like the Autobahn movement up there. Mm-hmm. And, um, Saving birds and keeping indoor cats indoors and all that kind of thing. Uh, and so it's about – it's called Angel Cat Bird. That's right. She yeah. talked about that in class. Yeah, That's so right. It's about a man who transforms into half owl, half cat. And yeah. I was like, Oh, here's where I lose my respect for Margaret. Well, it's but like, it was actually really good. I was surprised. That's the thing is like these ideas they can take. And Neil Gaiman kind of does this too, or it's like these ideas that sound like they would not work. Right. Or they'd oh, just be okay, too absurd. Four. All right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like they, they take them and they make them relatively grounded. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still a very fantastical way of going about mm-hmm. it. But, uh, yeah, no. So we'll we'll talk more about we'll, we'll save some time for literature. But, at the end what, but here, like but. this kind, of, like being able to get kids or to have even this kind of conversation, that's mm-hmm. totally it. I used to get in trouble. Uh, I remember my uh, high school math teacher, Miss Meller, who was one of the better math teachers I ever had because I actually learned something. I never took the math, but she would always I would read in her class, and sometimes she would tell me to stop doing it, and other times she wouldn't mind. Other times. Eighth grade English teacher made me hand him my independent reading book when I walked in the door, and I couldn't have it back till. Oh, very strict. <laughs> well, I just wouldn't pay attention to what he was saying. Well, it's I, so hard <laughs> to freaking do. I remember in, in when I moved to South Lyon in third grade, I was I discovered Goosebumps books, oh, uh-huh. and I remember I was I got yelled at uh, by the teacher. <laughs> She's she, I was reading The Scarecrow Walks at Midnight, and Alex, please put that away and, and write your name on the board for not following along following along with me in science. You know, yeah. So, um. But uh, but yeah. So so when did you kind of make the decision? Like I want to I want to do this teaching thing. Like I, I Aunt Becky's doing it. I take the school school really well. I really like these couple of my own teachers. So um, I remember we used to do this thing in elementary school where they would trace our silhouette like for parent night or maybe it was for something for the church or I whatever. That. Trace our silhouette and then underneath it like write what we wanted to be or something like that. And I. One year I said, and this is just a Starlene, I said, I can't decide if I want to be a farmer or a lawyer or – because my grandpa had been a farmer or, a, or a, a police officer like my dad or a nurse like my mom or a teacher. And she, so she goes, teacher, <laughs> you're not a farmer. Like it was just like, you're not a farmer. 
Uh, but I remember my mom and my aunt, at least Becky, if not all of my aunts, remember they took me to see Annie. Oh. And I came back and did the entire thing for my class. <laughs> <laughs> the entire show, man. The entire show. Were you every character? I was. Wow. Yeah, I had an Annie birthday party that year. I mean, this was the real deal. Was that – what run would that have been then? The... Uh, that was when the movie came out. Oh, with, that was that was how I so got introduced I, to Annie. I yeah. saw this – they took me to see the stage production, but then mm-hmm. my whole birthday was the Annie movie. Oh, man. That was a, Albert record. Finney and Tim mm-hmm. Curry and Carol Bernadette. Burnett. Peter. Carol oh. Burnett. Yeah, that the was the – Carol Burnett show was my favorite when I was a kid. She she is uh, Miss Hannigan. Yeah. There will never be yeah, another no. Miss Hannigan Mm-mm. for me. No, people can try. Yeah, yeah, they <laughs> but can. They will but fail. Cameron Diaz, uh, Kathy mm-hmm. Bates. I've, I'm drawing a blank on who else has done it, but uh, but yeah. Um, so so you made the decision, and and when was that then? I knew in high school. You knew in high school. Yeah. Um, so what was the next thing that you were like? Okay, I'm going to go to college, and I'm going to major in education, and yeah. and so how, tell me about it. Like what happened uh, with that? So. I was actually – I I am the first one of the grandkids that graduated from high school and went right to college. Mm-hmm. Um, and my my mom and my Aunt Becky um, were the first ones of their generation to go to college. Um, and so it, I don't know if my mom hadn't gone if I would have thought I could go. Hmm. Like if I hadn't seen my mom and my aunt kind of do that, I don't know that I – and I, my Uncle Rod also went to college, but he's not that much older than I am. So – it's funny to think of them like as as uncles, <laughs> right? Right. They're more like cousins, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I knew I wanted to go to college. I thought I wanted to go to Michigan State or somewhere bigger like that. And then the my the year between my junior and senior year, I got selected to go to this program that ended. I ended up being at Adrian College. It was focused on the environment, but they had a theater program. Mm-hmm. So that's what I went to. And it ended up being at Adrian, and there was just something I knew when I left that program that that's where I wanted to go to school. Really? Yeah. And and I, I, it just hit me because my sister went to Adrian. Yes, we've and sat in the that, audience together. And that was why. And but I remember when she went. One of the reasons she decided she was like calmed her down was because she, you did have her as a student. Yeah. And she really liked you, and uh, so that was sort of one of the things that made her. Yeah, I had the decide Berg trifecta, but not the quartet. Yeah, yeah. You had you had all three of my siblings, but yes, not me. Not you. Yep. Well, but here we are now. Right. So. Yes, that's fine. I'll take an adult friend over an eighth grade student. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we'll call it a trade. Um, so, uh, so tell me about college then, like actually going to college. And- uh, well, it was I liked it because it was small, and mm-hmm. I did kind of in my gut think I would go to Alma College too at one point, but Alma's only half hour away from home. Right, and it, it's kind of the Adrian of the North. Yes, it will, is. You know? Yeah, like- and so um, I liked Adrian. I knew that's kind of where I wanted to be after I'd been there for that weekend. Mm-hmm. So it was big enough that I was. You know, compared to a graduating class of 94 people, really felt like I had kind of gotten out <laughs> and saw the world. Uh, but at the same time, small enough, too, where I I knew people. I knew my professors. I, it wasn't odd to have, like, class at a professor's house. Very charming town. Yeah. yeah. It's very – it's very – it's it's uh, provincial, but, like, there's also this sort of, like, classiness to it yeah. that uh, you wouldn't – I mean, if somebody described Adrian to you, you may not think that that was right. part of it. But And so this I always tell the kids, like, when they talk about where they're going to go to college or whatever, I'm like, you have to go there, mm-hmm. set foot there, spend some time there because yeah. when you know, you know, but don't go cold into someplace you've never been before and think that that's going to be where you're going to be fine or happy for right. four or as was the case for me, four and a half years because <laughs> I had to do my student teaching. But So – 
Tell me about uh, student teaching then, because that that was your first, you know. It was. Yeah, I had to do know. like a, a couple of internship kind of things here and there. Um, I got pretty lucky. My uh, chemistry and physics teacher in high school, um, Charles Pierce, his wife taught in the district, but at one of the elementary schools and needed help in her classroom. So he asked me if I would go help her. So I'd been in elementary schools long enough to know I did not want to be in elementary schools. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, my student teaching there wasn't one teacher who agreed to take me for the full time, but two agreed to share me. So when I did my student teaching, I taught sixth, seventh, and eighth grade English. Oh, so that was right, yeah. right off the bat. You you knew. Yeah. And which one did you find you like? Was did you even have a preference? I was surprised by the sixth grade. I didn't think I would like sixth grade. I thought they would be too young for me. And mm-hmm. at the time. My Michigan certificate would not have covered sixth grade. Mm-hmm. It was seven twelve when I graduated. We have since been grandfathered into sixth grade. Um, but I was surprised that I really did like the sixth grade. I thought they would be too young for me. But, man, there was something about eighth grade. You can have a conversation with an eighth grader and you can – you can you can have a funny conversation with an eighth grader. Like the conversation you have with an eighth grader doesn't have to be that much different than the conversation you'd have with an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I tell the kids every year, like you don't understand. Like the eighth grade teachers are here because they want to be. Mm-hmm. It takes a very special breed of person to be a middle school teacher. Being a middle school teacher is a conversation stopper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is it. Because elementary school teachers, it's like, oh, you must almost, you must also like uh, being a parent. You yeah, know? right. Whereas high school teachers, like, oh, you just want young friends who, you know. I went to drop off Henry's supplies uh-huh. on Monday. I think it was just because it was too much for him to carry in. And there was a chair in the middle of his room, and his teacher must have been out making copies or whatever. And I was just going to set him down and leave. And this is so weird that there's this little chair just in the middle of the room. And I looked and there was a post-it on it that said, you're in under here. And I went, oh, my oh, God. That's why I teach middle school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right there. Yeah. If that happens mm-hmm. in middle school, that's, yeah. a, that's a very rare occurrence yeah. and it's one that nobody forgets. No. So. Yeah. And it's my room's carpeted. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's that too. Um, <clears throat> so uh, you, you graduated from Adrian. You did two, mm-hmm. four and a half years there. Four After and a half. You, you yeah. taught, student taught. What happened after that? So um, my dad actually had triple bypass surgery that summer. Wasn't supposed to. <laughs> Went in for like a cardiac catheterization or some. Oh, it was that wasn't supposed to. I mean, I was like, yeah. nobody's. Oh, you no, know, yeah. Went in for some routine procedure and the doctor came out and said, um, we're, your dad needs a triple bypass and oh, my we're God. doing it today. And so I was like, okay, well, maybe I won't apply for jobs this summer. Like maybe I'll just figure it out because I was back in Carson City. Mm-hmm. And my dad sold it the house that I grew up in. He sold it right before then because I had graduated from college and my brother had graduated from high school. And it was a big house. And so he's like, you know, if you two are never going to live here again, I think I'm going to sell the house. Mm-hmm. So we're all kind of crammed in like this little house downtown. Um, and I got a call from my student teaching supervisor at Adrian because South Lion had offered – Another somebody that I graduated with a math position, mm-hmm. and who, who was it? Just out of curiosity, Don Verant. Yeah, I remember that name. Yeah, yeah. I never, I didn't have her, but I remember the name. Um, and so uh, Dr. Penny Crampion, being the social bee that she was, asked what else they had coming down the pipeline, and they had described this drama position that was going to be open. And she tracked me down. She called me at my dad's house. And she said, this is the principal's phone number and you need to call her tomorrow because your job is in South Lyon. And was it Terralt? Shirley yes. Terralt? Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. So my my second interview at South Line was on the last day of school that year. And they called and they offered me the job at about oh, it was the same day that the hospital had called because my dad my dad has a kidney transplant. Mm-hmm. And being out for the for the bypass, the medication and things like that, the kidney wasn't responding very well. And so I thought, oh fuck, I guess I'll just like call South Line and tell them I can't take this job. And my brother came out on the porch with two beers. And he handed me one and he said, um, you got to go. I love it here. I'm going to live here. Mm-hmm. I'm always going to raise my family here. You can't stand it here. You have a job in South Lyon. Now, had you heard of South Lyon at that I point? I had not. No. <laughs> and so you didn't know, like, as you just said, like, you have to go somewhere and make sure you like it before you make a decision, yeah, right? So right. what happened? Did you go down and check it out? So or? I went to my first interview and I think we've talked about this before. Um, and I had a, it would have been my Great aunt's 1980-something Taurus, so no power locks, no nothing. And it was 1,000 degrees because it was the last week of school. Mm-hmm. This would have been June 99. Yeah, June 98. 98, okay. No, June 99. Yeah, no, I was you're right. Say, yeah. I was like, I, fin- I graduated in December of 98, and I sucked for a while. Uh, so I've got on just like – I don't even have my suit jacket on. I just have like on my the camisole to go underneath it and my skirt. <laughs> and I put my stuff in my briefcase and I close the door and I walk around and I'm like, I've locked myself out of my car. Oh, great. Yeah. So I have, to, yeah, I have to walk into the building in basically my underwear mm-hmm. and say, hi, I'm <laughs> Stephanie Berry. I'm your 10 o'clock interview and I locked myself out of my car. Can I please use your phone? Yeah, because no cell phones at that no point No cell either, phones, yeah. no anything. And who do you call? So I called Southline PD, mm-hmm. came, and the officer, he's letting me in the car. And he says, at back when I didn't have to show ID, nothing, he just let me in the car. So this was, you know, 1999. Mm-hmm. What are you here for? And I said, a job interview. And he goes, ooh, shit. <laughs> um, there'll be others, like, trying to, like, really? <laughs> cheer me up. So he was like, don't work here. That well, was no, his- it was just, I, I'm in my, you know, in my Oh, because slip, of how it was going. Yeah. in the parking lot. Yeah. So I think it was about 11 o'clock when I went in and I answered the questionnaire or whatever. And I was just embarrassed more than anything else at that point. And they um, they called me back for a second interview. And so I, I went back for the second interview and um, they called me a couple days later. And the second interview was the last day of school. So I didn't even get to tour the building mm-hmm. or anything. What was your impression though? Like, what did you, I mean, other, just, you were probably like, fuck, I locked myself out of my car right, more than it anything. Was but so much bigger than I had known. And what's funny is it's hilarious hearing somebody say that because South Line was still pretty yeah. on the rise at that point. It wasn't yeah. what it is now. No, it was the, still the, the big wheel. It just closed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> there was, still, I think showerman's was still yep, around. Shower, it might've well, been farmer empty. Jack. Oh, was it? Yeah. Was it showerman's empty? was empty. Yeah. Which is right across the street. Yep. So it was still a pretty small town at that point, yeah. but to you, some, right. coming was, from a place with 94 kids. South line had traffic lights. Yeah. Carson <laughs> <laughs> city doesn't have traffic lights. Uh, so then, so you know, this is the last day of school. So I'm just kind of, they really have a lot of time to chat or whatever afterwards. So I got the call a couple days later to go to the board office and I showed up at the board office and Marilyn Mitchell, who was the assistant superintendent of personnel at the time, called me in her office and she sat me down and she said, I understand that Shirley Charlotte was very taken with you, um, but I don't see anything in this resume that qualifies you to be the drama director. Mm-hmm. Well, she had my resume from when I had applied for another job in the district. Thank God. I don't even know why I did. I had, for some reason, my acting resume, my theater resume was in my briefcase. And so I took that out and I handed it to her and I said, does this change your mind? 
And she said, let me go get your contract. Mm, right off the bat yeah. then, huh? So, I mean, so you moved down there and you started I then. did, yeah. It was, the, and it was ap- that year. Yeah, I lived in those apartments right across the street. Oh, really? Middle school, yeah. And you walked to work? Walked across the street to work every day, yeah. What was the first day like? So it was, it was weird because, uh, you know, the first day is not a full day. Mm-hmm. So we only see the kids for like 10, 12 minutes. But I it forgot was, about that. Yeah, That's right. but it was yeah. weird like having to talk about myself in the third person and <laughs> <laughs> introduce myself to people in the third person and, you know, realizing that, you know, I was – it would have been 25, but no, 23 because I turned 25 when I had like Ben and Jeff and sort of been a couple years later. But like I'm the adult in the room. Like this is my this is my job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I mean, but what was it like? Like I mean, you student taught obviously. So yes. you But but like the kids, you know, you were like, this is for real now. Like yeah. see, I'm in charge. And like what? How did I mean? I was. I remember these kids. You know, I went. <laughs> you, I remember these kids. I was there kids. with them. Yeah, I was <laughs> those kids. So like, but what were the how? How were they? Like, how did they treat you? Was it just were you just kind of like underwhelmed by it? You're like well, these people are so bored. You know. But even then, you. Y'all would have only been 10 years younger than me. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it wouldn't, yeah, it wasn't a, it was just odd to kind of be in that position where everything, cause student teaching, like I didn't, I didn't really have to do parent teacher conferences and I wasn't always, I, if a parent called, it wasn't on me. It was, you know, it was, there was always somebody else there. So then you, know, you lose that buffer. But you've never left. You're no, still at I'm South still Lion. There, so yes. it worked out then. Yeah. At this point, I can't afford to go yeah. anywhere. <laughs> um, but I mean, that's 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 a long time. Twenty one years. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, I'm on the, the second page of the seniority list. <laughs> uh, so before we move on, I just wanted to say you brought this delicious wine with you. I Normally, I, I drink root beer, but uh, today, <laughs> today, uh, a you, rare exception. Yeah, because uh, that's that's one of the things you and, and the crawls and everything. That's sort of a tradition. Whenever yes. we get together, there's got to yep. be some wine drinking. Yes. So I just wanted to say thank you for bringing in this delicious wine. It's it's uh, I'm topping myself off. Do you want to be oh, topped sh- off? Certainly. Um, this is uh, aged in a bourbon barrel. Yes, two of my favorite things. And <laughs> and. Um, and it's what is this? We'll we'll promote them. Uh, One thousand stories yes. bourbon barrel aged Zinfandel, yes. and uh, from California, twenty sixteen. Two glasses, a bottle of wine, and a corkscrew in my school bag. But yeah, well, <laughs> it's I funny <laughs> because if you hadn't, this is an open bar here, so we probably would have been able to accommodate it. I, I think I would have been fine either way. Yeah, <laughs> we would have you know bitten the cork out of there mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, but uh, so, I mean, South Lion, twenty years. What do you what do you remember? Like, I mean, what is your? I know I know twenty years is impossible to sum up, <laughs> but like, what? How has it been? Like, I mean, obviously it's been good enough for you to stick around, right? But. Um, and it's very weird. I come back to a lot of like weird South Lion connections. Like, I got my job because they had hired somebody else from Adrian College. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually how I met my husband. I don't know if I told you that story either. So I got my job because the previous teacher was taking a full year for maternity leave. And who was that? Angela Ferguson. Oh, that's – yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember her. Yeah. So if you took a full year for maternity leave, they'd hold your job. They wouldn't hold that your spot. So you, hmm. you could come back when there was another opening you were qualified for. So that's how I got my job was she was taking this full year off at least for maternity leave. And she came back and she worked at one of the elementary schools for a while and her husband was – um did a tour in Afghanistan and she switched to the elementary to be on schedule with her kids and that kind of stuff and came back to the middle school and she was there for a couple of years and she said, you should, 
you should really meet my brother-in-law. I think he would really get along. He's dating somebody else, but you should really meet my brother-in-law. And then she didn't say anything for a while. And then she started again a couple of years later. And I was like, you know what? Angela, we're both adults. Like, just want to give him my phone number? Like, it's no big deal. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, my, that's how I met my husband was through South Lion even. So, yeah, so there there you go. Yeah. But you said something before we went on the air that I, that really struck me. and Because and, you just started doing you, – you were originally the drama director. Yes, Let's I Let's talk was. about that. Okay. Because you did the drama director for how many years then? Twelve, I think. Twelve. I and that was your only job. You were the drama director. Well, and, and, I taught drama and uh, they, uh, they offered a drama class. They offered a communications class, which was like a public speaking class. Mm-hmm. They did a leadership class for a while, which was like community service and growth mindset kind of stuff. So I – did a ton of electives for the longest time. And then every once in a while, if they needed another English teacher, I and would so teach a couple were... sections of English. Oh, okay. yeah, but... but when did you move to English teaching full-time then? I think after the year you left, I think I got like one or two sections of English. Then I didn't have English for a while. And then um, I did maybe here and there. I did the year that Ben and all those guys were in eighth grade. So – However long ago that was, I had a couple sections of English. You just turned 30 this year. I so. know. Jeff just turned – everybody's turning 30 <laughs> or 33 and I'm, I'm still only – I'm still 22. Uh, the – when you were – when I, I listened to the past episode that Alec Hutchinson was a former student of mine too. Yeah, yeah. Hutch and, and Nate and Brett. And, and you were yep. – you talking about – that was a that was a very uh, that was a G rated episode. I, I, <laughs> I can't remember what it was, but I was like, "Holy shit!" Like everybody's an adult. These are grown ass <laughs> men. These are these are, are these are adults that don't even think about being a. It's not a new thing. Yeah, no, Hutch has two kids, you know, older than mine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and so, the part of the condition when I was hired came with doing the school plays. Uh. And then um, one year, so I think it must have been like 2000, God bless him, I think it was like the first full year Dan and I were dating. I was told, I think it was right after Dan and I started dating, I was told that I was going to travel between the two schools. Oh. And I was going to have to teach eighth grade English at Centennial and then come back and teach four different things at Cent- at Millennium. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was a rough one. Yeah. That was a rough year. And so at the end of that year, I went into the principal's office and said, oh, I would rather not do this again. Thank you. <laughs> that was too much. And um, the sk- schedule for the following year had three teachers, each going over to Centennial to teach two hours of eighth grade English. Mm-hmm. And so I said, can I just go to Centennial and teach eighth grade English? So that would have been like 2008, 2009, maybe. About 10 years ago. About huh? 10 years ago, Yeah. And so Centennial, it's been Centennial then. Yes. But now you're doing the drama. I took the plays back on, yeah. yeah. They, they posted the other day that they needed a director, so. And your kid was sort of the reason for it because yeah. you're going to be there till four anyway. Yeah, so. he goes to a late release elementary school. So I get out of school at 2.30 and he's not done until four. So might as well might enjoy as well. it and get paid <laughs> for right. it, right? Yep. Um, so what show do you think you're going to do first? So I actually ordered it already. I ordered the scripts today. It's small. It's only 15 kids. Uh, it's called Help Wanted. Mm-hmm. So it's about 15 teenagers looking for their first job. I, I got to say, Stephanie, <laughs> uh, you were the – my brother and sister were the – you your plays were the first plays they ever did. Madam's Been Murdered. Yes, will be were, at and eight. Ben broke his arm. Yeah, and yes. Ben broke his arm. He was yep. Bobby Totter in yes. that show. And uh, it was this you know, murder <laughs> mystery, kind of like Clue. sister, yes. Yeah, and, uh, and, but that was sort of the what started – 
it's so funny that you're the second one on after Donna because oh, yeah. if it wasn't for you, they wouldn't have been interested in the theater yeah. in high school, and Donna never would have become you know part of our lives. And uh, and I never would have done the theater either. Yeah. So there you go. And I I have to say that I remember the first time I'd known who you were just from you know being a teacher and seeing you in the hallway and things. But I remember the very first time that I had ever like interacted with you, like not personally, but you came into and I had a there were I had a name is Aaron Bronstein was my English teacher yep. and you had the room next to hers. And then there was a, my science teacher was um, Jill Lemoran. side. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. And I can't remember if it was Lemerand or Bronstein. I think it was Bronstein because you and Aaron are friends. You're yes. still you're yep. still friends. But you came in and there was some sort of like you were playing some skit with your kids about like they were from the future and they were supposed to be asking us about these about our our quaint technologies <laughs> and things like that. And this is funny because this is 1999 right, too. You know? Right. And what technology? Yeah, it's like what that. what did we even have then? The TVs. One computer lab. Everybody yeah. Could yeah. Sign out. To um, word but, process. But I remember that you you. Uh, you came in and, and they uh, the students like only one kid really participated in yeah. it. It was Griffin Holbeck was uh-huh. his name. Yeah, and uh, and I remember at the end of it, you took like the whole class to task in front of us, like about like you're like so the rest of you really didn't do anything here. <laughs> uh, I just want to make sure that you you know you're aware of that. <laughs> <laughs> Does everyone know you just sat there? Yeah. So, um, but that was so that was like my first. It's like oh okay, so that's Miss Barry, you know. But then, <laughs> here I am. But uh, but yeah, then you you did the the plays with my siblings, and yep. so that was when it was sort of like I'd start hearing about you at home and things like that. And um, you know, I was going somewhere with that point, and God damn it, uh, I can't I, remember no, where it was. I, so before the show, uh-huh. uh, when I told you I'd, I'd taken it back on, you had asked me why. Yeah, that's what it was. Um, yeah. And I wasn't going to. It has been posted before, and I haven't taken it. And I saw the posting. And part of me was like, oh, I don't know. Like, I'm going to be here till 4 o'clock anyway. I could do that. And I could pull stuff I've already done. Mm-hmm. You know, shit, I've got a 12-year backlog of things I've already done. And a, another teacher came in um, and said, um, hey, did you see that posting? And it is different, Aaron. <laughs> um, Aaron Lowry, who was Aaron Whaley when you guys were in school. Mm-hmm. And I said, I, I did. And she had helped me with all the – like, she and her mom sewed all the costumes for Wizard of Oz. That's right. And – um I said I did, and she said, "Are you going to do it?" And I said, "I don't know." And she goes, "Can I?" And I'm just going to I'm just going to say it. Like the last time I thought you were really happy at work was when you were doing the plays. And she goes, "And who? Like who are your kids? Like who are the people you know?" This and, is why I asked. Yeah, 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 and all of them. Like all the your you know your brothers and sister, and I've got a couple other like the kids that I I still know and see. And it's funny because I just um, well, it was a couple years ago we went up to Traverse City, but with Jeff Domigala mm-hmm. and his husband they had just been getting engaged at the time and we were at tc whiskey <laughs> which is where we, we <laughs> yeah. went there yeah <laughs> and um his uh, jeff's husband jared looks at the bartender he goes ask those two how they know each other and the bartender goes what and he goes go ahead ask you'll never guess ask those two how they know each other and he goes how do you two know each other and Je- jeff goes and she's my eighth grade English teacher. <laughs> and didn't that happen to us when we were up there just yeah. this is past yeah, August? Goes, too? How do you all know each other? I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> he did his student teaching in my room. He was not one of my students, but was in the room next door and she's married to him. Yeah. <laughs> Every fucking year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna start wearing a t shirt. Yeah. Um, but like those like the kids, I mean, like you said, they just turned thirty. They're all adults. But it was even like, you know, being I haven't seen Ben and who knows how long, but we FaceTimed him when we were in Traverse City. That's right, City, yeah. And I came onto the screen and he goes, holy shit! Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But like the adults that I'm fortunate enough to, I'm friends with these kids as, as adults, that's 
how I really kind of forged those. So you're hoping that happens again then basically. Or at least to be in a different mindset. Get to know them a little bit better. Yeah. So I always (laughs) – everybody does, but I always think I did a pretty good job at my job. Like I would tell you I'm a good teacher. I'm passionate about learning just in general. Mm -hmm. But it took four and a half years of fertility treatments for me to get pregnant with my son. Mm -hmm. So it was a really rigid medical shot schedule, doctor's appointment. And so I didn't have time to do the stuff after school that I had done. And then my dad got sick and my dad moved into a nursing home and my dad died last year. And so mm-hmm. there was all of this stuff where this to a point and then I had a baby at home. So like this is kind of the first time where I thought even to myself in years, you know, I could do this <laughs> and I do a damn fine job. Like yeah, I just need yeah. to get back to more of that kind of stuff. Well, I'm glad I can tell even the way you're talking about it, you know, you're, you're excited about it and you're, you're kind of like, you know, I hope that I can, I hope this is still the way it went. This will be the way it right. was back in the day. And like I said to my boss, like, listen, the last show Centennial did was Beauty and the Beast. I'm not writing costumes. I'm not building a set. It's not going to be this huge thing. That's it, not even my philosophy for what theater at a middle school should be. <laughs> I'm talking like 15 kids, black box, minimal props, two shows one night. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah. Okay. All right. Great. Yeah. That's what we wanted. All right. Perfect. Yeah. I'll see you there. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, there's so much I want to get to Stephanie, but we're, uh, we're, we're, believe it or not, we're almost, we got about like seven minutes left here. So hit me with the best one then, I guess. Yeah. Well, I got a bunch of, um, uh, sort of rapid fire questions that I want to do here. Um, and if you could just keep your answers as relatively short as, as they can be without, while still answering them. Occupationally, I don't know how well I'll do, but. Okay. Well, actually, the, 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 I had a great question as you were talking about the kids, and I freaking – I hope it comes back to okay. I should have written it down. This is why I have my pencil here, but whatever. Uh, what is – in your opinion, what is the future of schooling teaching? Like what is – how are we going to adapt to these smartphones? How are – like in, in really quick, I think the way that it's going to go is school will not so much be about learning facts or demonstrating that you know facts because that's what Google and Wikipedia are for. So that's the biggest difference. Mm-hmm. I no longer – I'm no longer delivering facts. I'm helping kids learn where to find them. Okay. So, yes, I know so you know how the to answer. Think. I know yeah. you found the answer. Tell me why that's the answer. It's more explain your thinking about mm-hmm. than this is the right or wrong answer. And, and it's, I think that school is going to be more about like socialization and mm-hmm. like learning how to participate as part of yes, a society. How to be a person. Yes, yes. exactly. Well, academic conformity is mm-hmm. the. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what you think, though, it's yeah. going to be. I mean, how would – and this is kind of ties into my next question, but how would you approach the whole phone thing? Like how would you adopt those? You, they might as well figure out a way to adopt right. them into the system. And so I think the hardest thing is trying to find a balance between what the kids expect, what the parents expect, and what will work best mm-hmm. at school. It's not to their benefit to have them all the time. They lose that interaction. Um, they lose that social element that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's true. The, the – the ability to converse and interact has diminished over the How years. How so? They just don't want to work in groups. They don't want to have that conversation. No one wants to put their voice out in the room, but they'll submit something on Google Classroom that answers the question and does so beautifully, mm-hmm. but they don't they want to They would never do it in real speak. life. Yep. Wow. Um, what are Zoomers into? And Zoomers are Gen Zers, the Thank ones you for that are. Yeah, that to me. it's like know. baby boomer, but Gen Z is right. Zoomer is yes. the term. Yeah, uh, they're really uh, they're more isolated than I think they realize that they are. 
Um, the communication, that's the biggest like hurdle for me, even with Henry. Like I, and I have to say, my niece is 14 mm-hmm. and I have to say to my niece and, and nephew, and he's almost 17, use your words. <laughs> could you use your words? No, don't Snapchat me. Could you just tell me when your volleyball game is? Uh, <laughs> like, could yeah. you? Yeah, it's just that they lose that interaction with one another. But like, what are they into? Like, what culturally are they interested in? Like, what's the, what TV shows that, what music? Thing. I couldn't tell you. Really? Because they're not having the conversations. Like, I might, they were, somebody was talking about something the other day and I looked at her and I said, I understand some of those words separately, but I don't <laughs> understand what you just said. And she was talking about a billet brother. Which I, See, I don't know. I don't know what that someone is. Someone who lives in your home as your sibling, but who only lives in your home to play sports in your area. Oh, I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't either. Huh. But apparently it's like really common in some like sports families. To, But I was like, I didn't know what that was. And last year someone came into my room like, Mrs. Ferguson, I need to do a TikTok. Do you know how to hit the wall? And I said, Tori, I need you to slow down. <laughs> I know what TikTok I, is. Right, I yeah. need you to explain all of those to me in little pieces. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of some of those things. <laughs> but they just don't. It's just not as much like floating around the room or in conversation or you don't hear it at lunch even as much as you did because they just as easily send each other a text or, you know, send a Snapchat or whatever. And right. They have the conversation. They live half their lives in cyberspace and yes. it's always been there for yeah. them. I always wonder what the hell my life would have been like if the internet, I, the internet sort of in, became a thing as I was growing mm-hmm. older. Like it, it, me and the internet sort of grew up together, the millennials, yeah. uh, I don't know how it would have been if it had been around already, if yeah. it had already been established. If Smartphones didn't come out until I was almost done with college. Yep. You know, thank God, because yeah, I, I didn't have access. There wasn't a computer lab at Adrian until my senior year, and I was a lit major. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I remember being like, t- I had Mrs. Johnson for uh, for computer lab, and I remember thinking, like, why the hell am I learning this? I'm never going to use this anywhere. <laughs> so I, we, I took typing on uh, a typewriter in high school. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's like typing one and typing two on a typewriter. They decided that the class of 94 was the first class that had to have a technology credit, and they wouldn't grandfather us into it. So they replaced the typewriters in the typewriter lab with the electric word processors that first came out and made all the seniors, they pulled us out of classes to go for a day to take the typing class, but on a word processor. And mm-hmm. that's how I got the little tech certification on my high school diploma. That must have, so it's literally changing as mm-hmm. we're going through it, yeah. you know, like, and it makes me wonder, like, how's it going to, what's going to be different in the next you know, couple of years? I say, thank God it wasn't around. Maybe... Zoomers will say when they're my age in another, I mean, that's not that long away, another 15 yeah, years, yeah. they'll be like, thank God it was around yeah. for me. Well, you Henry know? came home from school the other day and he said, Mom, today we had time on our Chromebooks and we use soft headphones on our Chromebooks. My Chromebook doesn't have a touch screen like my tablet, so I couldn't watch Netflix. Oh, well. And he's five. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. They won't know more about it yeah. than they do like just basic human interaction, yep. you know, like you were saying. So. It's going to be interesting, but um, more rapid-fire questions mm. as the time winds down here. Uh, future, uh, what would you change about the – if you could change one thing, I'll, I'll phrase it this way. If you could change one thing about the school system or the way that teachers are expected to teach, what would you change? Get off my ass. Get off. <laughs> I, I have a very scripted curriculum. We have a very scripted pacing. We have a very scripted – and there are times where I – something is missing, but the next assessment's coming up. The next test is coming up. I have to hit this next pacing benchmark. I need to. And I miss having like, when you were in school, when I could be like, 
okay, so we're reading this, but people just aren't getting this. So now let's go, you know, we'll change the course. We'll go do something different. Mm -mm. I can't even recommend a book to a kid personally. Oh my God, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks all the fun out of it for you. Yeah. So get off your ass. Get off my ass. It's so funny. (laughs) Every teacher I've talked to, not even on the podcast, just in general conversation. That's what they say. It's, yep. it's let me teach. Yeah. That's what they say. Yep. No matter what state they're in either. Nope. Yeah. I know a girl who teaches in uh, South Carolina. It's one of Ben's friends, Ariel Domke. Do you remember her? Yeah. Yeah. She's a teacher now. And uh, that was what she's uh-huh. – I mean, so there's somebody who's you know 10 years younger than you and same, yep, same, same opinion. Yep. Hell, Jim. Jim's about yeah. 10 years younger yeah. than you. Um, so uh, next question. Uh, what has surprised you about teaching the most and since you've been doing it? I honestly never thought in a million years that I would go on vacation with former students. Well, there you go. I do have a couple of teachers that I still, you know, I, we, we exchange Christmas cards or we'll get together for lunch every once in a while. But I did not expect to have the relationships that I do, like being at Jeff's wedding mm-hmm. and people being like, oh, how do you know Jeff and Jared? And I'm, oh, I was Jeff's eighth grade English teacher you know, Jenna Mahaffey's wedding is in a couple weeks. Like mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't have ever thought when I started that 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 was a thing that would happen. And now that you're doing the drama again, it's totally possible that you'll start that cycle <laughs> yeah, all over I'm again. Twenty years older and not ten years old. Still though, I mean, you'd be surprised if you make an impression. You know, like these kids will be like, you know, hey, I want Miss Ferguson to come. I just to had my- a kid come by on Friday, and she's like, "We decided to walk home so we could come hang out with you for a while." Yeah. See. Well, hey. Yeah. That's it's good to know you still got it, yeah, right? right? That's, that's my because when you're 23, it's a little bit easier to relate to the people that are only 10 years younger. Right. You're like, I hope they freaking want to, you know. <laughs> yeah. I hope I'm not that, you know, that much of an adult now. Um, uh, who was? I guess you kind of answered this earlier on, but who was your favorite teacher when you were growing up? Well, Sister Eileen mm-hmm. was elementary, hands down, and then secondary. Um, my English teacher, I had the same English teacher. For a couple of years because she taught like the college prep classes and there was only like the one core group of us that took those classes because our graduating class was so small. Uh, and I still ta- – her name's Georgia Shad and I still talk to her and her husband, Mel, was my typing teacher. Uh. Uh, and then my um, physics and chemistry professor actually babysat for his kids too. All right. Well, Stephanie, we're at the top of the hour. Yay! So thank you uh, so much. This has flown by. It's it been has. a great conversation. Um, it's like an hour in my room. Yeah. It flies by. <laughs> well, thank you again for the wine. Of we're course, down to our last we sip here. Um, I'm going to have to drink wine every time I do this now. There's uh, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, but uh, so thanks again for coming in. And uh, next week I will be back. Uh Jeremiah, the host of Daily Detroit, will be joining me. Um, Jeremiah podcasts for a living. So this is going to be really interesting to talk to him. 70,000 followers uh, that he has. And um, I'm sure he's going to teach me a thing or two and tell me what I'm doing wrong <laughs> with mine, uh, which I want him to. It's like an evaluator uh, coming in. Yeah, it is. He's actually – I've talked to him before. I met him a, a, about a month ago now. Um, and uh, and he's already kind of given me – he said, oh, yeah, I'll listen to your show and give you some – some uh, pointers and, and he's already given me some, some valuable information, but I'm really looking to find out more about him as a person and his show. Uh, so he'll be back. He'll be in next week and uh, looking forward to doing that. So everybody, I will talk to you then have a great week, Stephanie. Thank you again for coming in. And uh, this has been American Winer at podcast, Detroit.com.